is Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. All right, welcome everyone. It is Popular Technology Radio. I am Mike Etchart, and I am without my groovy uh, partner in crime, Jason Masters. Jason, unfortunately, couldn't make the trip today. The trip that being down to Anaheim. I'm across the street from Disneyland at the Anaheim Convention Center at the NAM Show 2018. This is the National Association of Music Merchants. What that really is, is it's the musical instrument and and related technologies trade show. And it is perhaps the coolest and funnest trade show you can ever go to. It's this strange combination of rock stars and cellos and digital audio workstations and keyboards and electric guitars and everything that you can imagine that pertains to music and the related technologies thereof is here. It's one of the oldest trade shows, and it is by far the funnest, to me at least. As, as, a, as a fan of music and a musician for many, many years, it's a super treat to be here, a super treat to bring it to you. Joining me on the show is my co-host. He has co-hosted with me many times before at NAM, Mike Castanon, music and technology expert. We, we, we were trying to count how many times you've done this last night. Five? I think it's about a half a dozen times yeah, yeah. over the years. And never dull. Never dull. Never. Never, never dull. And it's a fun show to come to um, because it's this weird dichotomy of stuff that is brand new technology-wise and stuff that is perhaps unchanged for 200 years. So you will see a cello or a flute or a clarinet next to a brand new Class D amplifier powered speaker or a digital audio workstation from Apple or Logic or Pro Tools or all this stuff. I can't imagine another trade show that's similar. That's right. And some of these instruments, right, with classically acoustic uh, string are also digital instruments. That's right. That's right. Exactly. You can connect some of these original musical instruments. Uh, so it's a really a fun time. And, and you and I both growing up kind of in the same era, you probably remember pre-internet, if you were a musician... Uh, and you played instruments, you would you would hear about the NAMM show, and then in the magazines, months later, you would see the photos with all the rock stars that were there, seeing all the new guitars and the new keyboards and the, the new technology, the new, the new gear, and you always pined on wanting to come here. Or I did. And, and, you know, and it was unattainable. And this being a trade show, of course, uh, it is only open to folks in the trade, the p- folks really, that are in this industry, so, so general consumers can't come. And I remember the first time I came here as a college student I, I was working retail and i came here and i it was just oh my god you know and one thing you can't really be prepared for is the volume right the volume and and the technology it was relatively simple back then and nowadays it's uh, so much more complex and exponentially growing every year with with the new technologies that emerge for exactly all the instruments we were talking about that today mike around uh, keyboards and how those technologies have have evolved i mean a guitar is a guitar it's it's a, it's a metal metal string and on on wood and uh you know vendors like like and manufacturers like fender i mean they're, they're still staples and they have that wonderful beautiful tone and sound and uh, but uh, you see a lot of technologies that are emerging around uh, say the guitar playing uh, around modeling and effects, and, and they just get better and better. It gets better and better, exactly. So, and, it, and it's this weird, and I can't think of another industry that is similar. It is, it is kind of a, a a constant marrying of the old and the new. And you know, I couldn't. I was at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, just earlier this month, and it, it is it is unfathomable if you would see 
a television that is re- a 1973 television reissue. You just would never see that. Yet here we see this reverence for a lot of the old technology that gets kind of repurposed and reintroduced or, or brought back in some manner, shape, or form, or just sampled and having those, those, those uh, libraries available of some of these old sounds and some of these old instruments. And so it is, it is constantly, again, in an industry that I can't imagine this being, I can't, I can't imagine anything else, any other industry being similar. It's a constant old and new, old with the new. And that's what kind of the music, the technology of music is. Well, that's an interesting point, Mike. And I, I reflect back in, you know, the, the late 60s, uh, RCA Victor television, color television set with all the RCA tubes. And absolutely, you know, the thing was three feet deep. And you, you know, got a console stereo in the living room the with console. a television built in, if you're old enough to remember that. I, and, and folks are, you know, hearkening back to, to um, uh, turntables, right? Absolutely. Going back to that, but but we're not seeing, like from a television standpoint, as you mentioned, people wanting to bring back the large, at least at, at this day and age. Never. Bringing would, back the, you know, space. And, no, you would never see that, exactly. But so we'll, we'll talk a little, we'll talk, we've got a lot of great guests coming on, we'll talk about uh, kind of this, again, marrying with the old and the new, old technologies with new technology, and a lot of these companies have been around for a very long time. This trade show has been in existence for more than 100 years, so we got a lot more to talk about when we come back from NAM 2018, Anaheim Convention Center Pop Tech Radio. On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Hey, welcome back. Popular Technology Radio, Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon at Anaheim Convention Center 2018, right across from Disneyland. And we are talking with Tom Waterman. He is a product specialist for a company called Universal Audio. And if you are a fan of the classic albums of the 1950s and 60s, you would know the name of the founder of Universal Audio. I'll let you talk about Bill and, and how the beginnings. And get right close to the mic. Right close up. DJ voice. Yes, indeed. Late night DJ, but at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> Nobody's good at 9.30 in the morning that, that's into music. <laughs> I still so, anyway, got my voice. I'm still quite happy You're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So talk about Bill Putnam and what he did in, in, in the day when he did it. Okay, so Bill Putnam Sr., was really a visionary for so many things in recording from designing studios some of which are still in operation today so we've got things like Ocean Way mm-hmm. or Western Recorders United it's Western famous Los Angeles recording studios yeah on Sunset Boulevard yes so you know in the 50s he's building studios like this he's, he's already been a musician for a long time and been in the musical world recording to vinyl these kinds of things and then effectively I think the universal portion of the name comes from Universal Recording Corporation or this, this kind of Chicago-based company where they were making records. And Bill's really, I guess, embraced technology at a very early age. And, and this is back in the 50s. And, well, he this was, is in, in the 40s 50, and 50s. Technically actually. late 40s, I think yeah. it started, yeah, in Chicago. And then moving out to the sort of West Coast area. From there, we got label support in the 50s where he's designing world-class studios in 57 and 58, you know, and these studios are still in use today, and they're sort of like, I would say you could call them audio museums, but they're not really a museum because they're still a functioning tool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of course, yes. So 
you know, these studios were revolutionary. They were using things like reflectors to control, you know, uh, the sound around orchestra and around trumpets. We had things like um, non-parallel surfaces and walls that would absorb isolation and visual sight lines so you could get a creative atmosphere, which is really, I, th- I would say, kind of what we do today in studios. Acousticians today are still making these creative spaces where people can hang out, control the sound, but create. Mm-hmm. And Bill was doing this, and alongside of sort of building these studios, he's also building equipment for these studios. And the main thing, really, I think, would be um, building consoles. So we did the 610 console in 58 as well, which was a valve recording desk. Tubes for us here in the States. Tubes. Vacuum tubes, tubes. if you remember. If you're yeah. old enough to remember vacuum tubes. Glowing things that yes, indeed. get very warm uh, and generally sound very, very good. Yes, they do. Exactly. So, you know, these tube consoles, I, I think it's actually quite interesting because there's a bit of a, I would say, a a cultural divide in recording technology between what was happening in the UK and what's happening in America. And obviously America had a lot of early advances. So mm-hmm. things like um, off-the-shelf consoles where if you wanted, say, a 12-channel desk or an 8-channel desk or a 16 By the way, we, we, else, when you say consoles and desks, we, here we, we, we talk about it as the mixing surface, the console, the board, exactly. Yeah, the, the board. board. Yeah, yeah, okay, the where board. All the, where all the knobs are that you, that you twiddle as you're making records. Yeah, the board. And then for any Germans and Europeans listening, they call them mixing tables. Can mixing tables, it? that's right. Yeah. Separated by a common language. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So these consoles, we, we had things we take for granted today were things like accessing reverb and artificial ambience. So we can kind of take a recording and put people into a space, like into a hall or into a room, and create a sense of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but early recording technology pretty much allowed you to just take a microphone, if you were lucky enough to have a, a good microphone, um, into some kind of amplifier, and then to a, either to a vinyl machine to cut or to a tape machine. And what Bill did was kind of look at all the tools you'd need to create a record, so bringing in artificial ambience, adjusting for equalization, things like adding more bass, more treble, make things thicker or brighter, depending on what kind of thing you were looking to create, or deficiencies in the recording themselves. And uh, he actually kind of just was the first guy to put all these things into what we call a channel strip. So, I mean, you're using a mixer today for the show, Mm -hmm. and every mixer you'll see, or every board you'll see in America, has a channel strip where you have inputs, you have your gain controls, you have equalization, you have the ability to shape the sound and add ambience. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the first guy to really put all of that into a, what we call a module. So instead of being separate boxes that you would just piece together and build these sprawling kind of racks of, you know, often old German broadcast technology things mm-hmm. and radio, almost radio gear. Yeah. Um, he, he made recording gear. And that's really where Universal Audio was founded because in 1958 he brought out this console which was then used by Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole, Bing Crosby, pretty much the whole Rack Pack and all of these yeah. Rack Pack and all of these guys. So Bill died in around the eighties, as I recall, correct? I think it's eighty nine. Eighty nine, yeah. right? So, so pick it up now. So, so his son, Bill Putnam Jr., yeah. had, has now taken it, and you guys have taken it. So you 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 recreate the old in old ways and new ways, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, so what was so ingenious about Bill Putnam Jr. I think was he. I believe the story goes, he found a lot of his dad's drawings and he was studying electronics engineering here um, at Stanford University. And he met a bunch of very clever people who are still with the company to this day. Wow. And he slowly pieced together this idea of bringing, to, bringing new life, I think, to some of these classic pieces of equipment. That's fantastic. All right, we've got to take a quick commercial break. We are talking with Tom Waterman from Universal Audio. Got more cool stuff talking about the old and the new Universal Audio gear. When we come back, Popular Technology Radio.
Craftsman is celebrating over 90 years of innovation. Since 1927, they've put hardworking tools into the hands of makers and mechanics. I've had Craftsman tools in my garage for decades, so I know firsthand that Craftsman comprehensive automotive tools and garage storage solutions will help you tackle your next project with confidence, whether you be a shade tree mechanic or a certified pro. So visit your local Ace Hardware or check out Craftsman.com to shop the latest hand tools, power tools, lawn and garden equipment, smart products, storage solutions, and a whole lot more. That's Craftsman.com. Hey, we are back. It is the NAM Show 2018. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon, hanging out here in the media booth, doing some interviews with some groovy people like Tom Waterman. Universal Audio, we are talking about the old history of Universal Audio, Bill Putnam Sr., and all of his advancements. And now, Bill Putnam Jr., he finds himself studying at Stanford and looking at his old drawings, and his plan is to... I, I guess emulate or bring back these... Uh, emulate or ver- bring back these sort of classic pieces of analog equipment in a digital form for the new era. Right. So we're talking, I would guess, sort of mid-90s at this point, and then by late-90s, the company was fully you know, headed towards a Silicon Valley type of... you know hybrid analog and digital company but interestingly they re- they sort of refounded universal audio then and started building the old gear exactly the same way which we still do now so it's still handmade we're still using all these old parts and tubes so we still build all these old compressors and limiters and uh, mic preamplifiers and things that are effectively based on this 1958 console so i think that was probably the first part of the puzzle which was to go how do we just bring these back to market as hardware yeah. as analog hardware but at um, the same time but at the same time, he's kind of talking with these, let's say, boffins or, you know... <laughs> That's not a word that genii, I know what that is, yeah. Genii, maybe. Clever, clever, <laughs> clever chaps, folk. yes. Yeah, um, and they were all studying as part of this sort of, um, I guess, research center, which allows them to investigate things like virtual modeling for people who aren't too sure what that means. That's effectively taking code and algorithm and trying to find ways of modeling mimicking, analog, or mimicking analog behavior, especially sure. things that are non-linear. By that, I mean things that are harder to predict and have you know, inherent coloration and distortion and things that are ultimately organic and human. And, um, and it's still leveraging um, valves and we, tubes, mm-hmm. as we put it, so a combination of maybe some tubes for pre- preamplification or, or along combined with uh, some of the digital modeling, which has improved quite a bit. Oh yeah, I mean, we've we've been doing the, the sort of digital modeling side now for I think coming up to, I, I would say seventeen years, but it's probably mm-hmm. longer if you factor in the knowledge that's in that, in the le- in the learning, to start that in two thousand and one era, or in fact probably around nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 probably twenty five years into virtual modeling, and we've done all sorts of things from tape machines, so the magnetic recording experience where you have all sorts of noise and unusual you know kind of a how do i put this without sounding too technical things like wow and flutter they're like pitch modulation things this are things with when you use tape recorders to make music yeah you had to factor into your recording yeah so these are caused by physical quirks quirks you know tape actually bouncing along a capstan or across a pinch roller or whatever it is on the tape machine so these things are all emulated or in fact fully modeled and so we've gone from taking the kind of I guess Bill Putnam Senior's classic things like the compressors and the 610 console and into actually emulating the Oceanway Studio. So we have a piece of software where you can almost effectively stand in Studio A 
we have so many professionals now that are using this to make records where they're, they're maybe they're getting sent recordings that are done at home mm-hmm. and they can effectively take that sound and rep- replace it, put it into Oceanway. You can move the microphones, you can change where you're stood in that room effectively, whether you're in the corner or on one of the, the side walls. All in software. All in software. And it sounds so realistic. I, I, I guarantee if you shut your eyes and you try to compare, you, can't, you, yeah. you would find it impossible to tell the difference. Well, what I find so fascinating, though, is that you, you are, are, you're manufacturing hardware. In many cases, it might have been designed in the 1940s. And mm. you're also designing software to emulate that hardware that you're making. Uh, and then also modeling virtual studios. And all of this in, in the hands of, of, for a relatively small amount of money. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that was sort of the genius of Bill Putnam Jr. is he saw the need for home recording exploding, the change in digital technology. Back in the 50s and 60s. Oh, well, oh, oh no, Bill Putnam Jr., the, excuse me. Yeah, Jr., so in the sort of millennial turn, I guess we'll call it. Um, and, you know, that, but also there was this retro revival where you've got so much um, from the senior yeah. years that need to be, you know, preserved. Well, it's such a wonderful legacy that you guys are preserving. I mean, in, in Bill Putnam Sr. no longer living, but boy, you know, how, how stoked, how proud would he be oh. to, to see his son carrying on the hard work that he did and, and taking it to the next level? Oh, for sure. I'm sure there's, there would be an immense level of wow factor and prou- proud. Yeah. Tom, how long have you been with Universe? I've been with them for about 18 months, but I've been using the stuff, which is the key thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you use it to make music, you kind of understand what they achieved. And I've been using it since about 2001, so very early when they first started modeling these classic pieces of equipment. And for, you know, back then, you had maybe, I guess, five or six really strong models of classic pieces of equipment, but we have nearly 150 now, wow. including vintage guitar amplifiers, compressors, tape machines, reverbs... I mean, microphones even. Um, and now we're looking at guitar cabinets in, in actual spaces and things like speaker distortion. Uh, so we've pretty much recreated the entire recording studio at this point. And for those that are listening but aren't sure what we do, we, we build interfaces for computers that allow you to connect via things like Thunderbolt or Firewire. Yes, they do. And actually get signal to and from your computer where you would record now instead of a tape machine, but actually use the processing capabilities of our hardware, which is all... Um, locked into our sort of embedded system, let's say, so a DSP system. So it's, it's, a, it's a protected system, which means we get the cream of the crop relationships with all of the hardware manufacturers, and we emulate their stuff. It's amazing. One-to-one. Absolutely amazing. All right, we come to the end of this segment. So, Tom, if folks want to find out more about Universal Audio products, what's the website? Uh, they should go to uaudio.com, so you as in the letter U, and then audio, as you'd expect. Right on. Tom Waterman, all the way over the pond from the UK. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. All right, folks. Have a great flight. We'll be back. That's right, 11 hours. We'll be back from the NAMM Show 2018 Pop Tech Radio. Stay tuned. Maybe you're asking yourself, who is that guy in the mirror? What happened to the guy with the brass knuckle attitude? Maybe he just needs to decide, is that a tie around his neck or a leash? Join the Brotherhood of Muscle with an available 485 horsepower Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger GT. The world's first all-wheel drive two-door muscle car at the Dodge Drive and Discover event. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.
Hey, welcome back, everyone. Popular Technology Radio, Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon. We are hanging out at NAMM 2018 across the street from Disneyland. The Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom in a brand new hall in the media booth talking to cool people. Robin Kelly, Vice President of Sales Operation for Roland, is here. Robin, you were on last year. We tortured you last year. I that tortured was good you. Good fun. What do you guys got going now? Well, we got, uh, we've got some brand new things. We've got some uh, sort of nods back to the past as well, talking about things that don't cost that much. Uh, for example, um, TR-808 when it first came out. Ah, the TR-808. We were talking about this last night. night. Can we do a little side? Can we do it just for a second? So that is such an interesting product. This was a drum machine. Correct. From 1981, I want to say. And uh, sometimes things don't turn out the way you expect. (laughs) Would would that be a correct (laughs) statement? Absolutely. And uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, (laughs) the easiest way to uh, boil it down is every car that you hear that drives by that goes boom, 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 (laughs) you're welcome. That's that's rolling. So the TR-808 had that iconic kick drum in it, and it was originally designed to be an accompaniment for an organ player. Uh Uh-huh. So we put it in all these music stores. This is back in the early 80s, and we said, oh, this is going to be great. Everyone's going to love this. Nobody liked it. It, They hated it. It was an epic fail like you wouldn't believe ended up on the used market uh was only actually produced for a couple of years and then it was uh, discontinued so then a lot of folks went into pawn shops the used section of the uh, mi stores and so forth uh, music shops and took them home they didn't have the manuals they were in japanese anyway and they started doing things that was never they weren't designed to do changing the tuning so the kick drum suddenly went bim bim boom 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 And then they started rapping on top of it, and yes. they started making beats and so forth. And then the 909 came, and then you got techno and house music. Uh, so we actually released uh, those back uh, a couple of years ago in the Air products, and then we had the little boutique products. But now, th- this year, we've announced uh, through the Rolling Cloud, you can actually get software versions. Oh, my goodness. That are uh, a okay, but complete recreation. Because if, if you try to buy right a hardware computer, version... Oh, we're talking thousands, thousands, and thousands of, dollars. of dollars. Yes. And this is, uh, you can get access to all the classic synths uh, from the original SH-101, uh, the System 100, which is the old modular oh, synth. Oh, these are the classic Roland synthesizers if from the 70s me, and 80s. Exactly. Anything from the 80s that you've heard on the uh, radio, uh, you know, that that was Roland synths. They're all available there for $20 a month. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, and my goodness. they keep adding new synths every month. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, it must be, uh, when and Mike and I were talking before you came on, Mm-hmm. That I can't think of another industry where it's constantly pushing technology to the front and yet always looking back in the rearview mirror at the stuff, in this case, from 30-plus years ago yeah. that was not a successful product until it became the most imp- iconic drum machine in hip-hop and rap. And it's true. It's and, true. It, and it goes back, we were listening last night, right, to Marvin Gaye? Yeah, it was on, sexual, uh, on sexual healing. healing. That was the first uh, song in the United States that actually featured the TR-808. It uh, was. Yeah, because uh, there was Yellow Magic Submarine, which was a Japanese band that had a domestic single, but the first worldwide single featuring yes. the 808 is actually Sexual Healing from uh, Marvin Gaye. Oh, and so. it's, if you know that song, and, and, and maybe we'll play that as we head into the commercial break, It's it's got that funny little sound, yeah. and I remember it, hearing it, it at the time, and it totally works. And yeah. I mean, it must be gratifying for a company like Roland to, to yeah, you can rightly say, we, 
<laughs> we we had the stake in the ground that created hip hop and, and rap. You know. Well, it, it, it's funny because one of the uh, internal company slogans, and I'm not sharing anything I shouldn't, but is uh, we design the future. Yeah. Um, fortunately, it's we design the future. We're just not sure when that's going to happen. <laughs> that's right. It ended and it up might being be for the product, product that doesn't right? sell. <laughs> so e- even now, you know, I mean, obviously, we want all of our products to be the best products they can be, but some do better than others. And sometimes we look at it and going, is that one the next day to wait? You, you never know. You um, never know. You never know. You never know where, where, where people will take them, where That's artists it. will take the them. The artists. Yeah. You create the tools. You have no idea. You yeah. thought you were doing making a tool that was going to build a house, and somebody ends up building a car with it. And, right. And who the heck knows? And that's 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 why this industry is pretty fun. It's it's always regenerating and refreshing that yes. way. Um, you know, I mean, for the 808, then I'll, I'll get off it, but, you know, it's been sung about more than any other instrument. Yes, you it know, has. Drop it like an 808, hit it like an 808, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, we had a movie made out of out of it. Which there is, is a documentary, isn't it? Yeah, the 808, the movie. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. It, but at the same time, we've always got to keep innovating. We've yes. always got to keep doing things differently and, uh, you know, forcing those boundaries to make sure that we can give musicians uh, the solutions that they want. Well, and they're a fickle bunch, aren't they? Yes, we are a wee bit fickle. Um, one <laughs> of the reasons right. being uh, is that we uh, are musicians. We are emotional by nature. Yes, so we, uh, we, we like our things the way we like them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, you've got a Boss shirt on. Now, Boss is an, if, if for folks that don't know, if you ever go to any concert, you see a guitar player playing, mm-hmm. and he's punching these, pushing these little pedals with his foot, uh, chances are that one or many or all of them will say boss on them as well, won't they? Absolutely. In fact, uh, we uh, I'm sure a lot of folks have heard of uh, Steve Vai. He actually got oh, yes. the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award uh, from Boss, which is a division of Roland, uh, a couple nights ago. And he actually gave back his Boss effects uh, back to Yoshi Kagami, who designed them. Whoa. He's now the president of Boss. Steve gave him back and signed him. He's like, now my idol. I've met my idol. So that, that was really cool. But yeah, I mean, uh, from you know Nirvana's Nevermind, that was... Uh, a, you know, a forty-nine dollar pe- uh, distortion pedal, which is what gave you that classic guitar sound. Uh, we have some products that have been around for forty years, like wow. our uh, jazz chorus amplifier. Yes, if you've ever heard the police, oh, uh, that's right. Message yeah. in a bottle. That, that, clean, that chimey sound. That chimey sound. That is a jazz chorus. Um, funny thing is, we had shirts the other year. Um, that on the 40th anniversary that said 40 years of jazz chorus and in the elevators at NAMM people are like so you sing I'm like no, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's a guitar <laughs> thing don't worry about yeah, it I won't wear those shirts but uh, you know the, the JC is fantastic we've got new amps now like uh, Katana they've won a lot of awards we've got Katana Air that just came out uh, this show which lets you be uh, wireless so you don't oh, even have right. to run wires across the living room in your bedroom you just plug in this little wireless adapter you get full great sounding amp tones right there so another great uh, announcement for the show making life easier for musicians. Oh, there it is. It's all about making life easier for musicians because Lord knows they are a a fickle bunch. So, all right, hold that thought. We're going to come back with more from NAMM 2018 and more cool stuff from Roland. So we're coming right back. Pop Tech Radio. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com.
Welcome back, everyone. It is Popular Technology Radio. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon. On the floor, NAM 2018 here in Anaheim. Talking gear, talking the technology of music, talking with Robin Kelly. He is from Roland. He is the vice president uh, of Time and Space, I believe it is, at Roland. <laughs> and uh, pretty, fair, why not? <laughs> Chief Crystal Ball. Chief uh, Crystal Ball <laughs> purveyor. Uh, talking about all the cool products at Roland. You know, one of the things that Mike and I were talking about, Robin, and, and yeah. we are probably all about the same age, um, the advancements in manufacturing and how relatively inexpensive. I talked in the first segment about Roland was, was very economical in the day, but it was still, you know, you're talking north of $1,000 in 1976, sure. which, was, which was not insignificant. Um, but now the, 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 the tools that musicians have for relatively very, very inexpensive is stunning. I mean, it must be. Oh, yeah. And I know you guys are continually working to make things affordable, but boy, it is what a great time it is to be a musician. Oh, it's it's, it's fantastic. I mean, I, I think when uh, you know, I was in high school and I was uh, you know in a band, and it was you know thousands of gears in the late nineties. Yes, yes, actually early nineties. <laughs> dating myself, but uh, you know, you had a little four track recorder, and that was incredible. And if it was an eight track, it was amazing, and that was thousands of dollars. Now you can do it on your phone. That's and right. All the things that we used to pay for are now free, which is fantastic for us in the industry. We don't look at it as a threat. We look at it as great. More are coming in. Yes. More are coming in. Um, but yes, we do always try and drive the price of our products down as much as possible. Um, with that said, Roland certainly uh, one of our edicts is to focus on quality. Sure. Uh, so to do that, there's a little bit more uh, cost to it. But you know. The more we can put, we always say, you know, we, we make the paint, we don't make the painting. Uh, so it's, you know, the more we can <laughs> put right. the paint and the tools in the hands of musicians, yeah. the more awesome things are going to come back our way. So that's, 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 a, our that's goal. a great attitude. I, I will say the great thing about Roland, too, is um, uh, the customer service. You know, I, I've, I've, called, you. I've called the office many times over many years. I, was a, I, I got the D50 uh, uh, digital synthesizer when it came out back in the late 80s. Um, and it's always been a great company to, to support. You you know, we, we, or to support you, the, the, the owner of the product. And you can't Thank say that you. about a lot of companies. Uh, well, seeing as I run customer service, well, there, oh, I'm you very did. happy okay. to hear that. Wow, uh, that was a softball, <laughs> wasn't it? Wow, yeah, you did set that one up for me, and you didn't even know. Um, it, it, it is one of our uh, major pillars worldwide. In fact, uh, you know, I, I had a, a meeting that started at 7 a.m. this morning, real rock and roll hours. Oh, no, my God. Uh, but it was, it was a, it was a two-hour meeting from all the different rolling companies worldwide discussing how important the customer is and how they are the first thing we think about in everything we do. Yeah. Whether it's designing the product, whether it's building a website, whether it's getting them information, et cetera, et cetera, it's all about the customer. Because without the customer, which is the musician, we don't get to do these fun things. That's we don't right. get to come to NAM. We don't get to yeah. do Anaheim. I have to go do a real job instead of playing around with musicians all day. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we love you guys. And you, you said you had a D50. We, uh, we did announce that uh, we... You know, it was an expensive product back it, then. It was. It wasn't it, you it know, was. cheap. And, and I will talk about another instrument with iconic sounds. And oh, I yeah. remember when that, in, coming here, whenever, around 1987, I think, yeah, when that yeah, thing yeah. was introduced. Um, and I know people were trying to take one, uh, musicians, because they wanted yeah. to use it on their album. It wasn't available yet. You were showing it here. Right. And, and I remember, in fact, I think that that George Michael record... Um, that uh, oh, yeah. that had the, the classic D fifty sounds. Oh yeah, and um, so it's. Just, I mean, you talk again. You talk about these things that are used for 
for art and and how they they be your your ear can gets trained to to that sound. It, it, it does. I mean, you said the, the George Michael uh, Faith album. There's also uh, you know everyone uh, who's of a certain age will remember that song by Enya. Uh, yes, you know, Sail Away. Oh that yeah, is the D50 on the intro. That's now available as a, what we call a boutique. And it costs a couple hundred bucks, and it's uh, it will even load the original libraries. You can get it on the cloud as well. But this is the thing is making it more accessible to customers. So uh, well, to, to, to have the the ability to to buy something that inexpensively to get those classic sounds. I mean, yeah. again, it's getting back to what a great time it is to be a player and to be a musician, and to have the libraries of sounds for nothing for so cheap. You know, relatively speaking, exactly. And uh, one one of the things that we made a big announcement on last year was uh, our DJ eight hundred eight controller and. Yes, that's that number again because it does have the 808 sounds in it. Uh, but it's a way for DJs to get into music production. We didn't want to just say, oh, here's yet another DJ tool. We wanted to actually put the hand instruments into the hands of DJs but let them work those instruments the way they're used to. So oh. we're not saying you have to be a classically chained trained pianist to use this. Uh, You can do all the different uh, maneuvers and techniques that you're used to, but access all these wonderful sounds as well. And that's taking DJing to another level. Well, you guys were pretty early on in recognizing the power of the DJ in in contemporary music. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we could never, uh, with our a lot of our products roots in uh, hip hop and uh, funk, R&B, etc. You know, I mean, there, there's an evolution of music, and you know, as soon as you become judgmental towards music sure. and saying, "Well, that's not a real genre," or sampling doesn't work, we made lots of money with making samplers, so we'll never say sampling. That's bad. right. Uh, so, how can you say something's wrong with DJing? There's nothing wrong with it. It's absolutely fantastic. The more ways people can be creative and express themselves, right, the better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it's, it's all good. So, what's the product that has you most excited for uh, that coming? Out at NAM here from Roland. Wow, there's, there's, I know, that's there's tough. so many to choose from. Um, probably the GT1000, which is the uh, new multi effects processor. It is on the uh, the higher end, but it's got some technology in it that's absolutely fantastic. So, this is for guitar players. This is for guitar players. And this is something, it's a pedal board. Yep. You plug, excuse me, I have the hiccups. It's a pedal board you plug into. Mm hmm. And what's in there? What do you need besides that? Sure. So you just take your guitar and a little cable, and you you plug in your guitar just like you normally would, and then this thing would go to the amp, which is what makes it louder. And you have an access to a world of sounds from those you know classic uh, sounds of the 80s the 90s the 70s um, you know you can get warm bluesy sounds you can have your amplifier actually sound more like the Beatles or sound like oh, metal etc etc et uh, so this is a, basically you get all the crayons in one box and it's done in a way that hasn't been done before that when you check it out your, your mind's blown uh, wow and so um, what a treat well and and, love it. And, and and guitar again you know if you were a guitar player in a generation ago you could get all these sounds but you'd have to have a, have a room of amplifiers <laughs> all exactly. kinds of crazy expensive stuff and only the elite musicians could have that stuff and now again it's the, the technology is focused down has just trickled down to the average Joe I mean it's fantastic oh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I was a teenager, and I would just look through the catalogs, and I'd just yes. be like, okay, oh. six, eight months from now, I might have enough money from washing cars to <laughs> maybe right. get the baby version of that. And now it's like, no, you can get it for you know a third of that price and oh, get access to even more. It's exactly. fantastic. All right. At the end of the, we can come to the end of the segment. So if folks want to find out more about all the new products you guys are showing at NAM. what is the website? Sure. Uh, it's www.roland.com. Uh, and also for guitar players, it would be boss.com. Uh, right. On. Robin Kelly from Roland, finder, Vice President of Time and Space. <laughs> so good to have you here on the Thank show you. again. All right. Have a good show. We'll be right back, folks, from Anaheim. It's NAM 2018. 
Popular Technology Radio. Haynes, the worldwide leader in vehicle repair information for over 50 years, is now available in electronic format with Haynes Manuals Online. You get all the trusted content of the Haynes printed manuals, but with added features including over 750 color photographs, color wiring diagrams, and videos to help you do the job right. They're formatted for all electronic devices, and over 180 car, truck, and motorcycle titles are now available. The new Haynes Manuals Online are now available at Haynes.com. And we are back, NAM 2018 in Anaheim. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon. And we, so one of the cool things about NAM is that you see stuff that maybe isn't out just yet, but it is coming out. And I saw a really cool product yesterday. Uh, and I'm going to let the guy who works for the company, Servios, uh, his, he is Hunter Kitagawa, and he is the director of marketing from Servios. That's Hunter, right. Hunter, how you doing, man? Good. Thanks Good to for have having you. Us. Let's get really close to the mic, though. Hello. You guys have a very cool product coming out. I'm going to let you kind of tee it up and talk a little bit about it and maybe make sure you tell us when it's coming out because it's yeah. one of the coolest things I have saw on the floor yesterday. Oh, thanks. Um, so Electronauts is an immersive music creation tool. Okay. And at Servios, we make VR games. This so, is a virtual reality product. Right. So our background is actually gaming. Um, so this is something new and fresh for us mm -hmm. even. And so we wanted to make a virtual reality, reality experience where anybody can use VR to feel like uh, a music god, basically. So you can go in there and you can use all these virtual instruments and interfaces to create songs and remix them. So our goal is to empower people, anybody. Whether, whether No matter if you're a beginner or an advanced person, that's this, right. this is really for the general music fan. In fact, we prefer people who have never played an instrument, never made music, because for them, they're getting a new experience, maybe a feeling that they've never had before of truly creating music and jamming with someone else. So we also allow two people to go in there and jam together. And so if you have played music, you know the joy and the yeah. kind of euphoria you can get out of creating music and, and jamming with other people. But for someone like me who loves music, but I don't have a musical bone in my body. <laughs> you say. It's, it's something that's exhilarating yeah. and truly liberating. So we wanted to bring these to everybody. And so you will be able to play this at home mm -hmm. if you have a VR system like an Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, or a PlayStation VR. Um, and we're also bringing this to arcades everywhere. Oh, really? Oh, I, you didn't mention right. that yesterday. We chatted to arcades as well. That's nice. right. So eventually you'll be able to go to your local VR arcade. So check it out. If uh -huh. you, you probably do have a VR arcade in your town and you probably just don't do. know about That's it yet. That's probably true. That's right. Uh, you'll be able to experience... Um, Electronauts there this year. Okay. Oh, so and then when do you think the, the home product will be available? We're thinking we're planning around summer. Okay. So, Good. but definitely this year. So what is and so what does one need to, to kind of jump into the VR space and and you know let, let's say uh, whether it's a PlayStation or what do you need? So Electronauts requires your hands. Okay. So you need. The I have VR. those. I yes. Thankfully, you, I can see that. yes. <laughs> um, so it requires VR systems that have hand controllers, which okay. means Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, or PlayStation VR. Okay. And Windows also has uh, Windows headsets, a whole suite of them with controllers. Um, so you need a PC mm -hmm. that's fairly powerful. Okay. Um, or a PlayStation. Okay. Okay. So so it's things that most people have. I hope so. Yes. And then and then the product you and probably don't know pricing yet on the product. Not yet. We haven't announced it. Okay. Gotcha. But, but it, think but of it like a 
uh, a game. Yes. So how much a game would cost. There you go. That's going to be in the ballpark. Yeah. And once you're in that immersive space, what do you see? So you see you're in completely immersed in the sonic virtual environments. Okay. I so, like the way that sounds. So think of it like uh, a visualizer, uh-huh. but it's your entire world. And every song has a different immersive visualizer world that matches the, the feeling and the tone and the vibe. Um, so the, the environments are also completely responsive to what you're playing. So as you play and change the beat and make new sounds, mm-hmm. uh, the environment will react to it and colors will pop and animations will happen and the trees will bounce and sway to the rhythm. Wow. That's yeah. What cool. instruments are, is it emulating? So a guitar, piano, drums... We have all different kinds. All the instruments are virtual instruments. Mm-hmm. So we had to make abstractions to real instruments to make it more intuitive. So we have, for example, these orbs, like sets of orbs that can play either synth pads or percussion instruments like drums, or they can play chimes. So whatever sounds or samples uh, you're trying to play, you can, you can import them. Eventually, we want to allow people to import their own sounds. Um, so this is a feature we're targeting. Um, we don't know if it's going to be a V1 feature or later, but that's something we would like to do. And then there's other instruments like laser harps. I don't know if you've... Uh, I forgot. Is there, there's an artist who uses a laser harp in the past. This is was a, it Bjork? No, it wasn't Bjork. It was, it was someone else. But, but we have an instrument that very much resembles a laser harp, oh, if you yeah. can imagine that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and, and, then we, yeah. and are you able to save the work that you, you've done? Right. So we have a feature that records... Your, your songs mm-hmm. that you make and it could bounce it out as mp3 or WAV file uh, so you can save them and share your songs that you create inside of VR and can others edit uh, edit what you've what you've recorded not in VR mm-hmm. we don't have the ability to like play back a VR session and share it with someone else who's in VR but certainly you could bounce out your track and then edit it in post Okay, if, if folks want to find out more about your product, where do they go? Because this is going to be a really neat thing when it comes out. So go to Servios.com. Which is spelled S-U-R-V-I-O-S. That's correct. Dot com to check it out. All right, Hunter Kitagawa, thanks for coming by. Very cool product. Very cool. And let's, let's maybe chat Thank again when, when, it's, when it's out. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right, folks, ch- thanks, check it out when you get a chance. And we're going to come right back after the break with more from Popular Technology Radio. If the measure of a car was how many people it turned into people who love cars, the Subaru Outback would be worth its weight in gold, thanks largely to its symmetrical all-wheel drive. Unlike other systems that wait for a wheel to slip, it powers all four wheels all the time, all while with better fuel economy than midsize SUVs. And the fact that the Outback is made in a zero landfill plant doesn't hurt either. It's a car that is truly built to be loved. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Welcome back to hour number two. It is the NAM Show 2018. Mike Castanon joining me. I am Mike Etchart. Sadly, Jason Masters could not make it today, but we are having fun without you, Jason. And Mike, it goes fast, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Good, good to have, good to see people, new people, and good to see old friends. We've got Dennis Houlihan. He is the past chairman of NAM. He is the past president of Roland. He just told me on the break that he used to host a children's television show in Fresno. Channel Thirty Fun Time. <laughs> what was the name of the show? Channel Thirty Fun Time. Channel Thirty Fun Time. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness! This man has—you're a Renaissance man. You no, know. no, just <laughs> multiple lives, kind of a chameleon. That's kind of right. He's a chameleon, exactly. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about the Nam Show. So, the Nam Show is 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 amongst the oldest. If not the oldest trade show in in the country, for sure. Well, it's certainly the premier showcase for musical instruments for the people who design, build, distribute, and sell musical instruments of all way, shape, color, size, form. Mm -hmm. And people tend to have, understandably, kind of tunnel vision. You say, musical instruments. Okay. Well, they don't think about the allied parts of the industry, like print music. Yeah. Or now, sound and lighting. Sure. And installed sound and PA systems and microphones like these. So the, the, the perception of the music industry needs to change. People say, oh, it's, wow, education, lessons, instruction, performance, uh, video. And technology. And just radio. Just, yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah, it's all there. So it's, it's really exciting to see the business grow, yeah. not just vertically. You know, more people come to the trade show, more people are involved in music, but kind of horizontally, more things. Because people don't realize as you get in the car... What do you do? Turn on the radio. Or you're plugging in your iPhone and playing your tunes sure. through your audio system. That's the music business. That's yes. music. you know. And it's, it's great to see the interest and the enthusiasm. And being here in Anaheim at the convention center in the newly expanded yes. ACC North structure, which yeah. is superb, it's almost tangible. You can almost feel the energy in the room. And especially the Saturday, which is today where we're recording. That's the day at NAM when a lot of the artists show up. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the buzz happens. And it's so fun. And it's, 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 it's just fascinating to see all the people and their reaction. <laughs> that's and, right. But I want to ask you, you know, the, the nature of retail in general has changed so dramatically. Oh, and this God, used yeah. to be, you know, it used to be that, that buyers from, from stores all over the country would show up. And, a, and this is obviously, it, it's trade only. So, so a big part of the the, the activities here were uh, 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 companies presenting their products that were coming out in the new year to all of the buyers. And Correct. That was, that was what it was for. There are so few buyers now. How has this evolved? And but there are still buyers. Well, there are many many buyers. That's the the the, the biggest badge issuance is the is the buyer badge mm -hmm. because these are folks who are coming to kick the tires. Yes. Touch it. Feel it decide if they're going to build it into their merchandise mix in the stores. So they're, God bless them, each and every one of them. They're an extremely important part of the mix because they've come here to make the determination of what customers are going to see in the retail store in their local market. Because maybe I'm a, a purist, but I think so many musical instruments, people still want to touch them. Yes. They want to play them. They want that physical interaction, which augurs well for the viability of the local music store, the local music retailer. Yes, that's And in right. many cases, I think the local retailer who is pursuing multiple strategies, e-commerce, mm -hmm. a strong web and mobile presence. And lessons and, and, and instruction. And, and, and that whole package yes. creates them to be kind of a musical magnet in their communities. So I think the, the future of retail and how it applies to the music products industry is very bright because people can buy e-commerce, they can go to their local store, there are multiple location stores all with very finite messages and you find the right fits the right one that fits for you and it turns into a very, a very long, profitable, musically satisfying relationship. So it's a good thing. Well, and we were talking also in, in, in a segment with Robin from Roland a lot about also the relative cost, how it, how it has dropped so much for quality stuff. When when we were all growing up, we talked about an organ. In the 70s, an organ purchase was several thousand dollars, oh, yeah, which is the equivalent of ten or twelve or fifteen thousand dollars now. Now you can get really good gear for really not a lot of money. Well, it, it's staggering. 
drinks. I mean, with the, with the, I love walking through the show and watching the people who are walking, and they're not looking ahead. They're looking down on their phones, and you just kind of get out of the way to avoid <laughs> That's a, a right. collide or collapse, you know, coffee cups. But how that technology has broadened in its application as it's become more affordable, and it is so true in musical electronics. Yes. The quality of sound. And, Unbelievable. And how much lower that price is. I yes. mean, years, years, years ago, like 1994, 95, mm-hmm. when Roland introduced its first VS hard disk recorder that was revolutionary I, at the time. We have one of those. And it still works? Yes. Yes. yes that's a good <laughs> It does, as a matter of fact. And to think that that quality of audio recording is now about the size of a yes. package of cigarettes. I guess people still do smoke. But yes, not It's us. reduced that small and so much more affordable. Yeah. It's amazing. It, right. it really, and you just see that. My mind is buzzing with the proliferation of stuff that I've seen. It used to be gazillions of dollars and is now hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And it's yeah. so much more affordable, which excites me because of the accessibility of that kind of technology for people to make more music. Absolutely. And that is the name of the game. And what a great place to end. How would you say, Dennis? We, 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 so we all go back out on the floor and look at all the cool stuff? Can hardly wait. <laughs> Bring your checkbook. <laughs> yes, right. Thankfully, they don't sell many things. No, 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 no. They don't. This is not a show for selling off the floor. It is but not. But it's to get and you excited to go to your local music retailer and NAM member. And it works every year, which is why I keep coming back. That's you Come on down. All right. Past chairman of NAM and past president of Roland, Dennis Houlihan. A pleasure to have you. Back, Pleasure Dennis. to be here, Mike. Good Shall to see you. Shall we do it again next January? Deal. All right. Deal. It is happening. All right, folks. We'll be right back from NAM 2018, Popular Technology Radio. On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro-evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Hey, welcome back, everyone. It is Popular Technology Radio. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon, Hola. Anaheim, 2018. It's the NAM show. <laughs> and we've got a friend of yours here. That's right. That's right. He's going to get closer to the microphone. Mr. Yep. Closer to the microphone. Uh, yes, Mr. indeed. Mr. James McGregor, also known as Magoo, or affectionately known by many as Goo. Absolutely. Now, you, you come from the touring world. I do. And you are, A, in the touring business. What do you, what, what, when, when, when you're at a cocktail party or when you talk to your aunt... And she says, what do you do? What do you say? Um, I would say, and I was deemed this by Tommy Barbarella, original NPG keyboardist. Okay. The new uh, power generation out of Minneapolis. Worked for a guy named Prince. He called me all-purpose brother. All-purpose so. brother. <laughs> well, you're kind of the air traffic controller in a tour, aren't you? You're, Absolutely. You Absolutely. make sure everybody gets to where the hell they need to be yes. and on the stage when they're supposed to be on the stage. And it's like watching children, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, whenever you're involved in touring productions or just productions in general, whether yep. it's in the city where you live or whether it's in London or yep. Japan or whatever, there's so many things going on to keep track of. Absolutely. Not... It, it, not inclu- including the show, but you know, people forget that's a that's a two hour event. There, there's then there's just getting people around, and you get, you've created an app for to kind of keep keep sanity in, in a tour. Absolutely, absolutely. A uh, partner of mine, uh, Victor Martinez, better known as Peely. I met Peely working with Pitbull. Was with Pitbull for about two and a half years. Okay, 
And uh, this bug went off in Peely's head. And it literally, he filled all of his walls in his house, his house with these posty notes of his ideals. He got it out of his head first and then started to organize it and it came together. And then he called me and it's like, I want you a part of this. So we have Planify now. Planify? Yes. Like in plan. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is an app. Uh, this is an app. Uh, you can go on www.planify, P-L-N-I-F-Y. Okay. And it's there, and you can download it on your phone. We are micro-focusing on uh, the touring industry right now yes. because that's the industry that we're both working in. And that's a big business, and that's a that that's a lucrative. For a lot of artists, very, you're not making money on selling records anymore, but you're making money on the road. Absolutely. That's where you have to be to make your money. That's right. Absolutely. So this is a, probably a welcome product. For that. And, and it works for iOS and Android? Absolutely. Android and iOS. Absolutely. Nice. And how much is it? It is free for your first month, okay. and then thereafter we have different tiers depending on your, your, your touring party. So it could be a band that's driving down the street to mm-hmm. venue to venue in a van, or it could be 15 tour buses with 35 trucks. So we just used it on Janet Jackson. I did the Janet Jackson tour last year, so we used no it on kid. that. It's currently being used on uh, the Pitbull and Enrique tour. And I plan on using it on Beyonce. Well, it must be, oh, but it must be nice to have, first of all, to have been involved in the development, but have the tool out there to just kind of keep track of Absolutely. everything that goes on. And Absolutely. if you haven't, unless you've been out on a tour, it's crazy. Absolutely. It, it's Absolutely. just a lot of hectic stuff, and yep. it's fun, but, man, it's work. Yep. So it's made your job easier. Absolutely. Using this tool. Absolutely. And it's subscription-based, so, so they can purchase based on use rather than yes. than purchasing the application. That would be the administrator. The Like you guys, whoever does your flights and your hotels and your travel, all of that stuff would be done by the administrator. You guys just check your phone oh, so and it, say, okay, I'm going here right. at this time, and they can put itineraries, they send emails from you, so... That oh, look at good. that. It is That's beautiful. Nice. Should, yep. People wow. should log on and take a look at yeah, the user interface. Yeah, Planify. Oh, that is nice. Yep, so it's got your dates here. I'll scroll back because that has like our Janet stuff. So. Okay. Stuff that's already happened, obviously. Stuff that's, yep. yep, exactly. Nice. Yep. Planify. Absolutely. You're an app developer, man. Hey. So if what's the website for Planify? Planify, www.planify.com. P-L-N-I-F-Y. Absolutely. If you are out on the road and touring, you got to have this product. You have to have the product. Definitely. James McGregor Jr., better known as Magoo and Goo. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and I love your 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 radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's all, a lot of practice. Whatever I can do to make it happen. All right, we'll be yeah. right back from the NAM show, folks. It's NAM 2018, Popular Technology Radio. We got more coming back after these words. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. Craftsman is celebrating over 90 years of innovation. Since 1927, they've put hardworking tools into the hands of makers and mechanics. I've had Craftsman tools in my garage for decades, so I know firsthand that Craftsman comprehensive automotive tools and garage storage solutions will help you tackle your next project with confidence, whether you be a shade tree mechanic or a certified pro. So visit your local Ace Hardware or check out Craftsman.com to shop the latest hand tools, power tools, lawn and garden equipment, smart products, storage solutions, and a whole lot more. That's Craftsman.com.
Welcome back. It is Popular Technology Radio. Mike Etchart is me. Mike Kasten on to my right, co-host and assistant groovy dude. And we are at NAM 2018 across the street from Disneyland. Uh, it is the NAM show, National Association of Music Merchants. It is the technology and music trade stuff that's happening. And joining us on the show is Chris Brulette. Did I say that right? Brulette? Brolette. Brolette. I'm Very, sorry. Much more Californianized. That's it. <laughs> nice. Clearly somebody from France in the in the lineage. I would assume that's a French name. But French, maybe French Canadian, yeah. French and then, Canadian. And then we, co- we completely goofed it up and just punted all the vowels. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're in California now. And you work for QSC, Chris. Mm-hmm. And QSC makes uh, powered PA speakers. Yep. Which are I'm a fan. I'm an owner, and what I, what I find interesting is you know if you grew up in the day of playing music, you had these very large, they're called public address speakers, PA yep. speakers, and um, you they were huge, and you had to have separate amplifiers. And they were just, you had to have a pickup truck, and it was just <laughs> unpleasant to, to, to use it, but that's all there was. Yep. And now, you guys make powered PA speakers, meaning the amplifier is built into the speaker. They are tiny, and yeah. they are loud, and they sound clean and luscious, and... How in the hell do you guys make that happen in a, such a small package? Now, what has happened in the last twenty-five years to make this? Well, you know, it, we, you know, obviously we started off as a amplifier company. Yes, so amplifiers, I did know that. you know, pioneering amplifiers is what QSC has been doing for you know fifty, literally fifty years. This is our fifty anniversary oh my this year. So. Happy anniversary! Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I, I have not been with them for fifty years. Oh, that's but, obvious. Uh, <laughs> I assume that. That's obvious. Um, but you know, enjoying my run with the, with the company this time. Um, but you know, starting off with amplifiers and really um, honing in that craft, creating high quality Class D amplification that's super light, super uh, low current draw, and just you know has a great linear sound. So at any volume level, you can get a, a, a great level of amplification. Uh, whether it's quiet or whether you need that high-performing SPL. Well, and and what's amazing is, you know, if you ever picked up, e- even even if you had a home receiver, you mm-hmm. know, let's say from the '70s, those Pioneer, or the Sansui's, or the big, you, know, you picked one up, they were heavy, yeah, heavy, because they had these big Magnus. amplifiers. Not not magnets. They had the. Um, oh, the amps, in. yeah, the, the amps. They were mm-hmm. huge and heavy. They're boat anchors, boat anchors, <laughs> uh, class D amplifiers, which are now used in in lots of things, mm-hmm. are cool and in terms of heat. Yep, and they are light. Yep, and it's 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 it seems magical. It really is. It's uh, it's part of the, the 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 beauty of having a you know a two thousand watt speaker that only weighs twenty eight pounds. Yeah. And it seems to defy rational thought. Yeah. How is that possible? Especially if you grew up with the heavy stuff. Exactly. And um, it, it's 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 really fantastic what it is, and it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah, absolutely. And we still we still make the boat anchors. Yes. You know, you can still buy those professional if you, power if you really amplifiers. Need them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that's the beauty. That's the future is in Class D and moving forward and in stuff that you know will come down the road. Uh, yeah, you know, growing and making things even lighter and more power efficient. That's really the direction that we want to go. So when you're designing these new uh, p- professional powered speakers, it's all done in computers, I assume. Yeah, mostly. And and so you're able to kind of uh, kind of do sort of trickery, some digital trickery to make things seem bassier, louder, better. 
we 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 um, you know using the onboard DSP that we have digital signal processing signal processing yes. um, we can you know apply filter sets we actually you know use what we call intrinsic correction uh, which is a fancy way of saying that we we kind of add the QSC secret sauce okay you know we we run it through uh, proprietary systems and, and add filter sets and FIRs um, that give us a smoother response and give us you know the ability to change voicings and make something you know clearer and more stable for voice or you know more punchier or boomier for you know uh, you know dance music or, or house music or things like that. So using the you know the the, the technology that we're you know kind of stuffing into these things now. Um, we can get a lot of different variety, a lot of different options, just by changing the the filter sets. Um, so it's a it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and it's miraculous again what what comes out of the box, you know. Yeah. And you're, if you're, you know, if you're if you're new to 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 stuff, this just is, and this is just kind of the way things are. But if you've been around and seen the development over the years, it's so dramatic the improvements that have been made. Even, and even and, from our our legacy series, you know, like we started off with uh, with. Uh, boxes years ago mm-hmm. that were just very simple, loud-powered speakers sure. that, uh, that people have sort of, the HPR series that people have sort of, you know, the people that have them love them. They still hold on to them. They're, they're boat, they are boat anchors. Yes, they are very heavy. Massive, Sound great, but heavy. But Yeah. But so now, you know, being able to just improve over time, improve the, the quality of signal processing, you know, um, and, and just learn more. Yeah. You know, by learning more, we can make them better every generation. So if uh, folks want to find out more about QSC and their powered speakers, where do they, what's the website? Uh, it's real simple, QSC.com. QSC.com. And QSC, it's the, it's the initials of, of the founder, right? It started as the initials of the founder. Okay. So that's, that's the, the sort of story behind it. Quilter Sound Company was how it That's started. what it was. That's right. Exactly. But way back in... In the early days. In the early 50 days. 50 years ago. So, and we've even removed QSC. We've removed the audio from the company. So oh. it's not QSC audio anymore. It's just QSC. USC, you because got we it. are we are in systems products and cinema and DSP amplification. We do a whole whole slew of different markets now. Awesome. All right, Chris Brolette from QSC, QSC.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. All right, Thanks, and with Chris. that, we'll be back. More from NAM 2018 when we come back. Maybe you're asking yourself, who is that guy in the mirror? What happened to the guy with the brass knuckle attitude? Maybe he just needs to decide, is that a tie around his neck or a leash? Join the Brotherhood of Muscle with an available 485 horsepower Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger GT. The world's first all-wheel drive two-door muscle car at the Dodge Drive and Discover event. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hey, welcome back. It is Popular Technology Radio from NAM 2018, right across the street from Disneyland, talking about music and the related technologies. Mike Castanon at my side, filling in for the super groovy Jason Masters, who could not make it down. But I'm happy to be here. You're happy to be here. You've done this many times with me on the road. And with Del. And And we've got Del Brett. Well, we were just saying, I I don't remember how much. I think I've done, I want to say 2007 was my first NAM broadcast here. 
So, which means this is the 11th year I've done it. I know you've been on every time. That's unbelievable. How did you find me, by the way? Because I, like, I, um, somebody knew, I think I knew to ask for you. Because I wanted somebody from Fender. You were working for Fender at the time. And, uh, and so now you, now you can't leave. You're stuck. And you know what else? Every year I do your show, this reaffirms that I still have relevance in the business. <laughs> That's Every always. time I see your face, you guys see you guys, I'm like, oh, yes. Good. They I called. am somebody. They haven't lost my number. <laughs> yeah. Dell, you are the chief amplifier from Amplify Entertainment. That is correct. And what does that mean? Um, what does a chief amplifier Bob, do? A <laughs> chief amplifier. My partner came up, Bob Lundblad, who's a dear friend and my partner, and he worked with my wife many years, concert promotion. He came from corporate America with Motorola and these big companies doing big events and mm-hmm. everything. Anyway, he came up with the idea. Music Depot LA is our product placement. We still have that. We're doing great with that. Let's, but, but before but we do that, if people don't know what that means, yes. meaning that is for television and, and movies, Correct. when they want stuff, well, you, you, you kind of... You're the matchmaker. I am. I mean, Walk the Line, Jersey Boys, uh, Love and Mercy, which I'm so proud oh, of. That's movie. a good movie. We, we nailed that. You the studio nail scenes. That. Oh. I'm very proud. Well, not just me, but our, our team. And then we and but, just and we should yep. say making that realistic using the the appropriate instruments and equipment that would have been in the recording studio. If you haven't seen the, this movie, it's about the Beach Boys, about Brian yeah. Wilson, and there are scenes of him recording classic albums in 1965, 66, 67, yes. and, and it's the with the wrecking. With the wrecking crew and the right drum sets that would have been used. Drum the sets, not only that, this goes even further. My brother, Bruce, is in Chicago, he, uh, Chicago Recording Company. He's a designer recording studios. And um, there's a three-track Ampex, not a two. Uh, this is a, tap, I might have told this that is story a tape recorder. No, you did not. <laughs> three it's a, this is a tape and, recorder that would have been used in the day. That's correct. And also Phil Spector wanted the three-track. We don't know why. I think they bounced down that wall of sound. I called my brother and I said, I hope it made the, the cutting room floor, but you're going to know that, it was, that nobody else would even care. But in Walk the Line, we went to Marty Stewart. He has uh, uh, Luther Johnny Perkins Cash guitar and yes. Johnny Cash on um, walk, walk the Line. We went to um, Elvis's guitar player, uh, Scotty Moore, to get a butt sample. We didn't even know what that was. And I'm proud to say that, that pro- those products from Walk the Line are in the Johnny Cash Museum on loan. You'll yes. see my name. I don't know if they put it wow. on there. Thanks to the whole Brackenfell. Because Fender was very generous when I left. A lot of the stuff that I had done that would have been no value except to a museum, they're like, oh, yeah, that's your stuff to take it. So they were wonderful to me when I left. But Music Depot LA, that's product placement. We do. We did Four Modern Families. We did um, Chris Martin from Coldplay. Mm-hmm. He's on there. we got to do his gear. If there's a garage band scene and we have companies like Schechter, Music Man, Fender, you know, DW, Roland. Roland's a big one. Uh, Line 6. goes on and on. We get the right appropriate product for that they just leave it up to us and we do the set and we just finished bohemian rhapsody which oh. is our biggest project ever now this and when is I the tell biopic you what, of freddie mercury that is correct and we were just talking in the way up it was originally going to have sasha baron cohen yes. as freddie something happened and he was no longer in and i've heard the guy i forgot who rami malik we I, don't, I only ridiculous. have set pictures he he doesn't look like him when he puts the mustache on he, he does Freddie. he had to audition for brian may and roger taylor of course the guitar oh, player the drummer of queen at abbey road studios oh. he, the stories are no unbelievable pressure. but you wouldn't believe the amount of Equipment we had to do. We had to, <clears throat> excuse me, make custom equipment. Uh, music Man, because John Deacon used Music Man and Fender. He sanded the finishes off. We had to order custom shop. Wow. He, um, the Red Special, which was the homemade, uh, homemade the guitar Brian that Brian May uses still to this day. Still uses it, he but built the, it with his the father. Company that 
copied that design and then did it was Burns. And I know Barry Burns, the owner, contacted him in London. He has the original guitar. So some of this stuff, we always use replicas. But um, but we want the original, and so we went to Norm's Rare Guitars. I mean, we were looking everywhere, what a but it was one of the you best. Have. It is, and that's Music Depot LA. So in a long roundabout way, as you know me, uh, Amplify is the licensing part. So lifestyle, what I did for Fender, the mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen shirts for Two and a Half Men, those were licensed. Hendrix with the Hard Rock Cafe, their most successful program because it was Hendrix, not. But all that stuff is lifestyle branding beyond just the music industry is taking the cool factor the music industry yes. for my plug your book, uh, book. getting it That's out right. there i heard you got some kind of new interesting news i'm going to make an official announcement on your show okay okay all right so the band you mentioned gambler gambler right. now we were, what were the years you were signed to capitol records 79 80 we were an okay. 80s band and and actually kind of the end era of the foreigners of the world okay. but we toured with cheap trick dire straits Foreigner, Foreigner, big shows of Foreigner. Wow. REO took us under their wing because they were, we were from Chicago. You guys were Midwest guys, weren't you? Midwest guys. And we played Alpine Valley, uh, which is the big, biggest theater outside of Chicago. 23,000 people a night with REO Speedwagon when High Infidelity was, you know, How fun but was we were that? the opening wow. band, if you could imagine. <laughs> but they loved us and we, you know, we were professional and we had worked our way through the clubs. Mm-hmm. Cheat Trick used to play clubs and they'd want to try a new song or a new album and they'd come and open as a joke open for us as the randy men <laughs> oh <laughs> like the my randy goodness men. Yeah. but everybody knew it was cheap trick so they we had a full house when cheap trick played um but we were capital records we toured we came we recorded the village recorder the mm. legendary and fleetwood mac Great was studio. there and yeah. you know asia was being you know it was an amazing time and we felt we were going to be stars, you know what I mean? Um, and we kind of got there, not quite, but we're not a household name, but very successful for a long time. And people in Chicago are just really loyal. They always have been. So there's been all this talk about, well, why do you got all these bands get back? So Gambler's going to do the 30-some-year reunion at a club called Wire in Berwyn, right outside of Chicago, the great showcase club. But here's the best part. We're doing it for charity. It's all the original members, except our singer, the last singer had passed away. But his brother, who was a little kid that hung around the house, he's like a world-class singer. The singer was Alex Cariotis, and, uh, well, uh, uh, Tony Cariotis, and our singer is Alex Cariotis. I see him, I go to the Kings game, and he sings the national anthem and brings the house down. Wow. And I'm like, you were like, he wanted to be a mag- magician or something. Not, you know, not musician, magician. So uh, March 30th. In Berwyn, and we're doing it for a School of Rock scholarship program. My daughter Holly and her husband Andy, they run the biggest School of Rock in the world. Wow. It's in Oak Park, right outside of Chicago, and they have a scholarship program for, you know, disadvantaged youth. Disadvantaged, exactly, but who are talented. It's yeah. not just throw, you know, sure. the, these, these children would never get. So I met the moms of the children, and we decided, we, you know, we couldn't, we don't know how we're going to do We got a great reaction to it. But anyway, so Gambler's going to do it. And wow. All, Getting and the band back together. I'm actually rehearsing next week in LA. The guys no are coming out kidding. to rehearse out here. So I'm, I'm really, I suck, though. I mean, compared, I listen to my <laughs> songs I wrote, and I'm going, I can't even play, I can't that, play that anymore. Stuff. How did I do it back then, you know? Anyway. Practice. How do you get to how do you get to Carnegie Hall? That's right. I never got to Carnegie Hall, but <laughs> I got to Alpine did. Valley. Well, that is very exciting. That must be fun, and for a great cause. 
It yes. is a great cause. And music education, I'll just throw this in, has been a, my DNA and my wife. I met my wife doing charity stuff on Catalina. I told that story. And our program in, I was on the board of the Fender Music Foundation. Mm-hmm. Which is what a wonderful right, organization. Right. And then also Kids Rock Free, which was started by Fender. My wife and I did the financing for that with John Page, who used to run the custom shop. And he left there to run this program. We've had 20,000 children through that program. People like wow. Steve Miller, Paul Rogers, Merle Haggard, they all came out and donated concerts to raise money. Fantastic. So same program. So I'm, when I say it's in my DNA, and yeah. I, if my mom didn't buy me that $5 guitar, and I, I wouldn't be what, talking what to you today. What a life-changing experience. That's correct. You forget about that. You yeah. know, it's things like that, that that put us on paths that maybe yeah. we wouldn't have been on before. So, Dell, if folks want to find out more about Amplify and your company and all that stuff, give us the website again. It's AmplifyEM, as in entertainmentmarketing.com. Mm-hmm. Well, Dell, thanks for coming on the show. Great to have You're you on the welcome. show, as always. And we'll, shall we book next January Let's already? book it now. They're going to be doing it. My all pleasure. Right. All right. You. We will have it back. All right, folks. More from NAM when we come back. It is Popular Technology Radio. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com. Welcome back. It is Popular Technology. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon at the NAM Show 2018. The National Association of Music Marketing is what it used to stand for. Now they say it's just it just stands for NAM, which is not really a word. So how can it whatever? But that's we're here how, nonetheless. That's how people know it. They they really don't understand the acronym. Right? Yeah, that's so. right. But the, but NAM themselves don't even use the acronym. That's yep. kind of goofy, but whatever. This is the uh, the music products and technology trade show. It's the funnest trade show that we ever go to, that I ever go to. It's a blast. And I've got a groovy guy here for standing in front of me. He's John <laughs> Levy. He is the publisher and managing director of Premier Guitar, which is, John, and I told you this when I met you for the first time, it's such a great publication. You guys do a wonderful job on it. And, you know, what I, what I will say about the magazine, too, because I, I, I come for, or I, I don't come for the magazine business, but I'm very familiar with it. And I used to do a radio show for a magazine called Sound and Vision. Um, it's a tough business, but you guys have found your niche, and it's it's just I love I love the detail of the magazine, and it's a beautiful publication. So kudos to to all the hard work you guys do because I know it's not easy. Thank you kindly, and, and I you know I have to give full credit where credit is due. Our editorial team is awesome. These people are really passionate about guitar. Yeah, they create a monthly magazine that's available in print, digital, as well as a website. Uh, and it appeals to the gear nerd in all of us, at least among the guitar gear nerds. Yes. Well, and you know, Mike and I were talking. We both play guitar as well. And it's such a unique business. I was at the Consumer Electronics Show earlier in the month. And it's, it is... It is Wishing un- you a speedy recovery. Uh, yes, that. thank you. It's, <laughs> my back still hurts. Um, it is, it, you know, the, the thought that in, in, in that world, and I think I use the example of televisions, that you would... You would pay homage to a television from 1956 is just in, inconceivable. This business is so unique in that, in fact, in, in you, there was an article, I think, on, on the Kemper Profiler in your, in your latest issue. Mm-hmm. 
advanced technology for, for guitar amplification purposes. Um, and yet, it, it, we're also talking about Fender Stratocasters that, that were designed in 1955. It is such a weird business, and you cover it all in Premier Magazine. We certainly try to. Uh, as you guys are aware, and as guitarists, um, there is a reverence. In fact, there's a mythology built yes. around guitars from the 1950s. Yes. And at the same time, here we are, the year is 2018, and we're still making music with instruments that are largely inspired by and in some cases almost identical to these instruments that are 60 years old. So guitarists are kind of, they're a weird bunch. They have the reverence yes. and, and the vintage fetishism. Am I allowed to use that? You are. Show? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a sort of a fetishistic thing about vintage. And at the same time, they're recording music on their laptops, and they're playing music using wireless systems and Bluetooth. So, yeah, it's, it's a, a weird duality for our, uh, our guys. Always looking forward and yet always looking back at mm-hmm. the past with reverence, you know. And, and we've, we were talking about this earlier in the, in the, in the show, which is, you know, when we started playing, you, a new Strat was about 600 bucks, And that's in 19, call it $78. So that's probably equivalent of about 2500 bucks now. Thereabouts. And they weren't that great. In fact, they were kind of terrible because that was a period of Fender uh, when they were owned by a large parent company called CVS. And many would say that that was kind of their low mark for quality. And now you can get something in 2018 dollars for like 300 bucks, like you said. And it's a great guitar. It's a great time to be playing. And, and I will say, you know, the Fenders of, of your um, various people will uh, argue over the relative qualities and relative <laughs> attributes. But... One thing I can say, and I, in fact, I was just at the Fender booth yesterday. What they're doing right now is pretty terrific because they're yeah. not only going ahead, they're drawing on their legacy while at the same time throwing in some really cool, really quirky stuff. Fender's a company that, you know, when, you're, when you've been around, you've been an icon for 60 years. You can either try to keep doing the same thing and hope it keeps working, or you can try to continually reinvent yourself, mm-hmm. which they've been committed to doing. And in particular, some of the new uh, new products this year are really great. They got something called the Parallel Universe. I'll let you. Uh, I'll have to go check that out. Stroll over there. Take a look at the Parallel Universe guitars. Okay, I will do. Oh, I did see that. That was that's kind of a mix and match of different bodies and necks of, of different models. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I did see that. Now I remember. Um, all right. So, if folks want to know more about Premier Guitar, what is the website? Please visit us at premierguitar.com. We love uh, guitars, either beginners, established players, anybody who wants to learn more about guitar and guitar gear. We're happy to help. Oh, it's the best. It's a. It's it should be your first stop if you're a guitar freak. And that is John Levy. He is the publishing and managing director of Premier Guitar. John, a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. All right, we'll be right back, folks. It is Popular Technology Radio. Let's say you want to make a DIY repair on your vehicle. Where do you go? Where do you turn for advice? Alan Taylor here. If you're considering free online repair advice, you might want to consider the source. Instead of putting your vehicle at risk, rely on accurate, complete guidance from start to finish with the experts at Haynes. Every Haynes manual is based on a complete teardown and rebuild of the vehicle. They learn the best ways to do the job and make it easier and cheaper for you. Available at most auto part retailers or at Haynes.com.
And here we are, Mike Caston on wrapping up the show. It is our last segment. Can you believe that? It goes so fast. It's gone by so quickly. What Man, a great day. 2018, it's been nothing but fun. And I wanted to have our, la- our last guest on the show is Martin Teehee. He is the director of marketing and PR for a company called Vienna Symphonic Library. And Martin, I, I worked in, in Hollywood for a long time, and, 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 and so I know what you guys do. But let's talk about what a symphonic library is and how it is used, because you guys are the kings of the hill in that world, aren't you? Well, thank you, but yeah, some people say so. <laughs> I will say that proudly. So it is true. So you guys make the, the, a, a beautiful symphonic library. Exactly. And how does that work? Well, um, we're based in Vienna, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of great musicians, great instruments there. So it was like 20 years ago already. It was kind of natural that a thing like that would happen in Vienna. There was a guy, the founder of Vienna Symphonic Library. He was a cello player. And he was also compo- or he is also a composer, and back then he used uh, sample libraries to create orchestral scores for his movies or for his commissions on a computer, and um, so that's what orchestral sample libraries are about. You you work with pre-recorded single notes of orchestral instruments, like if from a solo violin, from a violin ensemble, from a cello ensemble, horns timpani whatever the whole the entire, in the, an orchestra. The, the entire all orchestra, the instruments in an orchestra and uh, the, the orchestral samples are these tiny bits of single notes and sometimes short phrases uh, that are recorded in a studio by real musicians and all these audio snippets these samples are uh, make up a huge database of orchestral sounds and so the composer in the studio on his or her computer is using these samples uh, today with, with, a, uh, with their sequencers like Logic, Cubase, Pro Tools, mm-hmm. GarageBand, whatever. Um, and they put together with the software their, their arrangements. So you can compose a piece of music. And then you play in the flutes, you play in the oboes, the clarinets, the, the, all the kinds of strings and everything. So like, um, like the score that you're uh, um, composing, and when you're done with that, you have an orchestra recreated on your computer. And that's exactly what, uh, what the film composer, for example, mm-hmm. that's why we have a very important um, a base here in L.A., because, of course, Hollywood and all the music for TV and film and games, whatever. So the composers here in L.A., for example, are using our software and our sounds because we are doing both. We are not only developing the samples and the sounds, but also the software to mm-hmm. play those sounds. That's called sample engine or sample uh, player. Uh, that's off that piece of software. And they're using that to create their either their demos or mock-ups to play the, their, the piece of music to the film director or to producer who signs off on that and then it's recorded with a real orchestra. Right. Or, in other cases, that's the, what they are creating the on final. their computer. That's the final score. Sure. What shows up in, in CSI or... or yeah, you think you're listening to, a, to, a, to a, a real recorded orchestra, and in fact, you may be listening to the Vienna Sample Library. Very likely, yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. And it, it, is, it is such a powerful tool for composers because, boy, it allows you to... Uh, you know, you, it's, it's one thing to play it on a piano. It's one thing to play it on a guitar. But when you add in those realistic orchestral sounds, it just brings it to life. And, and 
previous to having these tools, you were you you had to to get an orchestra together and get in front of that and and do it do it that way. Exactly. But this way, it allows you to to kind of shortcut that and and it's and especially given the time the the the, the time constraints on on production these days and, and right. there's so much television and so many movies happening, there's often not time or there's not budget and it's it's an amazing time to be a film composer to have these tools at your disposal. It's great because you can you can try out things that you couldn't do before because you as you said you have to hire an orchestra or a few at least a few musicians. Sure. And now you have whatever you imagine you can in Realize. your head or on the piano. Yeah. And then you can try it out if the arrangement works and if it doesn't sure. well you just uh, swap the oboes with the clarinets and find out, well, that's better. Yeah. All right. And if folks want to find out more about the Vienna Symphonic Library, if they are, are aspiring film or television composers, what's the website that they need to go to? The website is VSL. That's short for Vienna Symphonic Library. Yes, it VSL.co.at. .co.at. All right. Martin Tihi, a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And on that note, Mike, we are winding down our NAMM show. Wow. Can you believe it? No. It goes so fast. All right. So, folks, thanks for listening. And we really appreciate it. This has been Popular Technology Radio. Mike Etchart and Mike Caston on signing off from the Anaheim Convention Center. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Where does the love for a car come from? If the car is a Subaru Legacy, the answer would be the symmetrical all-wheel drive. Power goes to all four wheels all the time for optimum grip. The Subaru Boxer engine's lower center of gravity makes the Subaru Legacy more responsive around corners and gets better fuel economy than front-wheel drive competitors. What you have then is a mid-size sedan with grip, handling, and enviable fuel economy. It's no wonder it turns people into people who love cars. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru.